business, finance, and economics. This is Finance Fridays, real economics for real life. With a debt load of two trillion pounds and a budget deficit that has ballooned to four hundred billion pounds, just how much is the Chancellor of the Exchequer willing to open up the national wallet or borrow more to spend on hospitals, schools? prisons and other vital public services over the next financial year? How will the coronavirus pandemic affect the spending review? And what does it ultimately say about the state of the UK economy? Plus, how does this actually affect you and me? All of this and much more coming up. As always on the Finance Fridays podcast, let's start off with a bit of background by deciphering the difference between a spending review and a budget like the autumn statement. So, in essence, at a spending review, the Chancellor of the Exchequer sets out the government's plans for public spending. In a spending review, cash spending limits are set for government departments, typically for three or four years at a time. They are intended to be firm and fixed, giving certainty to public service leaders to manage budgets and plan their operations. For example, if a head teacher is deciding whether or not to take on a new member of staff, giving some certainty over the school's future budget might make that decision a little easier. The spending review focuses on public services. However, Unlike at a budget, no decisions are taken over taxes. The Chancellor here simply sets out departmental government budgets, sometimes for as many as four years, like in 2010 and 2015, and sometimes for as few as one year, like in 2013, 2019, and right here in 2020. In theory, the spending review sets out a firm path or plan for government departmental spending and the plans are supposed to be firm and fixed. But in practice, they're often chopped and changed. In the 2000s, when tax revenues came in higher than expected, the then-Chancellor Gordon Brown topped up his spending plans. In the 2010s, when tax revenues came in lower than expected, the then-Chancellor George Osborne cut his plans back. Ultimately, the decisions undertaken in a spending review can have important consequences for the economy, for public finances and for public services on which we all rely on. Alright then, so let's talk about this year's spending review 2020. And as usual, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Mr Rishi Sunak, stood up to the dispatch box in the House of Commons and he began by reading some of the economic forecasts presented by the Office for Budget Responsibility, which is an independent uh, public body, uh, non-partisan, that conducts economic forecasting um, as well as checks up on the health of public finances. And in the report, they said this, the economy will contract by 11.3% this year, which would make it the largest fall in output in over 300 years. Uh, 
Um, economic output, aka GDP, is not expected to return to pre-coronavirus crisis levels until the fourth quarter of 2022. And get this, the UK is forecast to borrow £394 billion this year, which is equivalent to 19% of GDP. What else? Well, there were in the reports, there was also um, a statement uh, referring to public services funding to tackle COVID-19, which will total £55 billion next year. And the Office for Budget Responsibility also expects unemployment to hit a high of 7.5%, uh, which is equivalent to 2.6 million people by the second quarter next year in 2021. Now, over to the Chancellor. Uh, he has the forecast. They look dire. What is he planning in terms of spending um, and how can he kind of alleviate the stress on the economy and support it going forward? Well, the Chancellor announced a pay rise for 1 million, 1 million plus nurses, doctors and other NHS workers. Um, however, pay rises in the rest of the public sector will be paused or freezed. Uh, there was also a three billion pounds three year restart program to help one million plus people who have been unemployed uh, for over a year to find new work. What else? Well, there was a pay increase of at least two hundred and fifty pounds for public sector workers earning less than twenty four thousand pounds per annum. There was also a national living wage increase to eight pounds and ninety one pence for those aged 23 years and over. There was also a £4.7 billion boost for the devolved administrations of Wales, Northern Ireland and Scotland in the years 2021 and 2022. The Chancellor also announced an increase in defence spending of £24 billion over four years. Capital spending next year will total £100 billion, uh, which is £27 billion more in real terms, but more than last year. Uh, there was also a UK infrastructure bank that will work with the private sector to finance projects. There's more. A There was a decrease in international aid spending that was announced from 0.7% of GDP to 0.5%, uh, which actually caused a lot of controversy. In fact, uh, one foreign office minister actually resigned because of it. Um, there was also an increase in the school's budget by £2.2 billion in the years 2021 to 2022. Overall, what this tells me is, my friends, your taxes are going up significantly. Ain't no doubt about it. The Conservatives will break their manifesto commitment from last year of never raising national insurance, income tax or VAT rates because there's just no way you can reduce the huge debt burden for future generations that has been acquired over the last few months without it. Why am I saying this? Well, look at how they've already broken their other manifesto commitment of not cutting the foreign aid budget from 0.7% of GDP which was a political choice to appease their Northern English voters who turned from Labour to Conservative in the election last year. And notice how I'm specifically saying your taxes will go up 
and not budget cuts to control the enormous debt and deficit. Yeah, we are not going back there to the trauma of austerity. No chance. Well, that has been it for episode 22 of the Finance Fridays podcast. I hope that you've been informed and educated on the Spending Review 2020 delivered by the Chancellor Rishi Sunak and its effects and impacts for you and me. Be sure to subscribe for your favourite podcast provider and join us next week for a brand new episode. Until then, this is Finance Fridays signing out. Peace.